Hey guys, and welcome back to the M&M update with myself, AJ Morris, and on the other end of the line, Tiny M, Vicky Masita. Tiny M. Uh, who's but it? today, Tiny M is a panda. Yeah. I was if you're on, if you're watching on YouTube, check this out. She's sporting a, a very, a very nice panda jumper, which yes. of course now will be sold out in most stores as a result of the the high influx of listeners going to purchase one. Exactly. Um, Need a panda. But yeah, guys, uh, we hope we, we hope we hope you're well. We hope you had a good festive period because we haven't checked in in a while. A uh, few of you, very very clued up story watchers, saw my power list this morning, which is a a book where I write down sort of my five things that I have to get done uh, every single morning, which highly recommend it. So I, I listened to a podcast with Andy Frisella um, and John Gorman, uh, who runs like First Form Nutrition and things like that. He's basically like a fitnessy entrepreneur guy, and Andy Frisella um, is is killer as well he's, he's sick um and they were talking about this power list so i've started implementing it. it's very very good you basically write down like i said before you go to bed five things that you've got to crush in the morning and then the aim is to wake up and just get those five things out of the way and then you can just continue with your day uh with the other smaller tasks that you've got to get done but yeah so some of you saw that i had podcasts with vicky on my power list this morning so you were all obviously buzzing for that of course um so in terms of uh, where we've been, obviously, we've had the Christmas period. We hope you all had a good Christmas. We hope that you had a good New Year and you're obviously ready to, to crack into 2018, whether you're competing, whether you're sort of spending 2018 in an off-season like myself. Um, you know, we hope that you're all set up and ready to go. So in terms of a brief update on where I'm at, obviously, I spent the Christmas period sort of kind of in a interlude as to whether I was going to sort of, I wasn't really pushing my body weight up that much because of the uh, sort of the irregularity in eating patterns um, and also having a few days where I couldn't train as effectively as I wanted due to sort of time issues and things like that. So I sort of kind of maintained my body weight over Christmas, which was quite cool because in previous Christmases, I certainly haven't. No, um, you haven't. <laughs> so it goes to show that my sort of relationship with food is okay. And I, I, I certainly overate on Christmas, but I didn't feel bad at all. I felt like I, I've, I felt like I overate in a time window. I didn't necessarily eat tons of calories. I just had one one like this time window between lunch and like 6 p.m where i ate a lot of food um and therefore i couldn't eat that much because i was like i crammed in so many brussels sprouts so i was like done <laughs> and you're not used to it as well are you so like if, that's it i mean we're used to eating like five six times a day so all of a sudden you put in all of this huge amount of food in a smaller eating window well. Yeah, exactly. You're just going to feel a little bit more bloated and, and the fact that you can't eat as much. So I was exactly the same. I actually lost weight over Christmas, but my weight's ridiculous anyway. And everybody knows that by now. I mean, I literally look at a treadmill or something and I can I can lose weight. It's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, I did the same. I just had a light breakfast. I had um, an omelette in the morning with some veggies. I had a protein shake later on. And then I had sat down and had my, my meal. But like you said, between two and six, I ate a lot of food. Um, and then we always have like, you know, cheese and biscuits and salad and stuff like that that comes out of night of a night time. Although I was gutted this year because they brought out pork pies. Oh, I was, fuck oh, that. I, 
was like, no, I can't have pork pies. That's just ridiculous. <laughs> I, I pretty much shifted through an entire cranberry and uh, cashew, cranberry, cashew and raisin bloomer. Uh, nice. Which is the, the, the most unreal bread I've ever tasted. I had one slice of it and it was game over. The, the entire bloomer was gone. Um, that's amazing so that's almost as bad as like your Belvita breakfast biscuit challenge yeah, yeah it was pretty much um but yeah that was that was probably the best part of my Christmas was that bloomer and the rest was okay you know at the end of the day it's just turkey so it was all yeah. right um and then yeah coming out of that just sort of like so my calories over that period were around about 3,500 I was roughly maintaining my body weight on that that sort of calorie intake uh, and now I'm sort of water regulating between three eight and four thousand. Like yesterday, I had four thousand, and I just felt like the need for it was there. I had a sick upper body session. Uh, I was hungry, like massively hungry afterwards. Massively hungry pre bed. Um, so yeah, just uh, basically like auto regulating, putting my body in a position where I can listen to the amount that I potentially need. Um, but I'm still at a point where I. And I may maybe make a video on this in the future. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not fully satiated. Uh, I don't think that for most people that relic like maintain good body composition over the course of an off season, you probably won't hit a point where you're necessarily force feeding. Um, because if you've got that at least some element of good hunger levels, it's probably a sign that your things like blood glucose are in good check. Um, appetite. Uh, sorry your body fat level is in a good good place because you're you're feeling like you can eat food, utilize food and and get onto your next meal. Like every time I've forced my body weight up to a point where I'm stuffed, I look like shit. Yeah. Um so if you're feeling like really bloated and stuffed, it's potentially a sign that something is not going too well it's either digestion related or body comp related usually uh, but there's some people out there that really struggle to gain weight um, and stay lean and have to stuff down food but that I think they're few and fine between if I'm honest that actually report their intake correctly um, but yeah that's where I'm at little brief, brief update on me training's going amazing uh, lift progressions are ugh, uh, like every session at the moment and I've changed over to an upper lower split which I'm really enjoying and I'll potentially document that a little bit further on my YouTube soon so I've got a lot of questions um, so I'm thinking of either putting together like a YouTube video um, a couple of YouTube videos or like some form of ebook on how to set up an upper lower split because yeah the the, the questions are they're coming in thick and fast and I think it would be good to just send some people to some place to get them all sure. answered yeah um, definitely so what about yourself Vicky sort of like after Christmas how's the recovery going from the op um and sort of how are you feeling about everything yeah okay so after Christmas I have to say this Christmas was the best Christmas that I've had in the last kind of three years mm. um because like we mentioned before Christmas um in 2015 when I was in prep um goodness me AJ you nearly sucked me in through the computer then yeah. <laughs> AJ literally just did like this massive silent <laughs> yawn it was very funny I felt like I was being sucked in anyway you're yawning um, a bit now it's contagious I know yeah it is you have this like sympathy yawn don't you yeah um that's it we've just created a Mexican yawn throughout everybody who's listening now yeah, anyway moving swiftly on so yeah this was the best Christmas because in 2015 um I felt like I was really restricted and I was doing burpees in the bathroom and things like that then in 2016 um I binged because I wasn't on prep so it was one extreme to the other mm. so this Christmas just gone I set myself a mini goal to literally just be a normal person 
Um, and a normal person I was, you know, I didn't starve myself for three days. I didn't starve myself in the morning. I just ate as normal. Um, and I was obviously recovering as well. So, um, from there, like, like we've just mentioned, I had a, a, a minimal breakfast or, a, you know, a nice breakfast, a light one, a protein shake, and then just ate and ate normally. Um, and I didn't feel like I had to binge. I didn't feel like I had to restrict myself. And it was really lovely. So did that on New Year's Eve. We didn't really do a lot, although I did have a glass of champagne with my lovely husband because we haven't done that in a very long time. So I had that. And I had some special AJ chocolate that he very kindly brought me back from Prague for Christmas. So, you know, presents by AJ. And I get some weight on Vicky. <laughs> I know, yeah. It's not helping. Calorie um, density. Calorie density, honestly, 20 grams of that chocolate, calorie dense, mm, amazing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so we had, you know, some little tidbits and things like that, which was really lovely. So moving straight back out to it, um, I'm back into training now. Recovery is going very, very well. I'm hitting lower sessions twice a week, um, which I hit them really hard as well. Mm. Um, and I'm glad about that. So I did my first set of safety bar squats yesterday. I can't still put a barbell on my back properly because I can't have that full stretch across my strep across my chest yeah so i've got a safety bar that i use um and i actually managed to get up to three hard sets of eight nice. with six with 60 kilos that's good with, on a safety bar not bad eh mm. um with a three second eccentric a second in the hole and then obviously a power up and then i did my final fourth set as a drop set which was more like a challenge set and just okay. kind of took 10 kilos off each drop and just did um eight set eight reps on those so awesome. i was really chuffed with that and my legs are in bits which is which is awesome because mm. i've missed feeling those doms um and i do an upper body session twice a week as well um but i only really do arms i can't do shoulders i can't do chest um and i only just did two exercises on back today just to kind of get that feeling back um to moving it and even though i only did like two sets of two separate exercises on back today very very light um i just held the contraction and my back is sore now Good. <laughs> so you know but if you don't train something for a month and then you just go in and really isolate it you're really resensitized massively that's why yeah. that's why desensitizing your training a little bit in some phases like deloads is really fucking cool because yeah. you can go in and do much less and get a giant response um, absolutely yeah it's so about cool. smart training isn't it i mean i put a post up on that today um about going to failure and about being smart in your training um rather than lifting with your ego or ego training as such um because i know where my limits are at the moment so yes. even though i still had reps in the tank i still pushed myself with the intensity that i felt was adequate for me at this stage in recovery especially mm. doing an upper body session so um again like yourself i'm going to be doing a little bit of a blog or um like a free download on something to do with boobs and bodybuilding oh, um and if you're going to be having them um and what to look out for and signs and symptoms of what's normal and various other bits because i've started to um experience some symptoms that were a little bit weird mm. um so i had to kind of phone the surgeons about it and say hmm, what's this all about but apparently it's all normal so cool. you know things to watch out for but anyway so yeah so that's me in a nutshell um and moving on from there my weight has kind of relatively stayed stagnant or stayed the same um and i haven't sure. gained any i haven't gained anything <laughs> so that's kind of the goal over this period though where you're not training as effectively as you wanted 
exactly. it's not a huge issue at the end of the day, um, mm-hmm. which is cool. So that's all good. Yeah. Um, so yeah, me and Vicky were sort of thinking about what we're going to discuss after our little updates today. And we thought that obviously this is the time of the year, especially for us coaches, it's quite busy. We're getting new clients. We're getting new people involved in our coaching. We thought that it was quite integral to discuss why and how you could potentially look for your coach and yeah. find a coach that works for you. Uh, because I know that I personally have only had one coach in my entire career as an athlete and, 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 that, and that coach was great. He taught me a lot. I, I learned a lot. And, and looking back, obviously now, I think um, whether he's coaching or not anymore, I'm not sure. But he, his services certainly are a lot different to how mine work and thus coaching advances over time as people learn. Um, but I know that Vicky's had more than a bunch of several coaching experiences, some good, some different, some some potentially not so good. And, 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 and that's the thing, you know, you're not going to learn whether you potentially match with the coach perfectly until you actually get that coach. Um, so in terms of when you've looked for a coach, Vicky, what would you say is the like, the first thing that like without the hindsight of making some potentially bad coaching choices in the past, what would you say is the first thing that you looked for as an athlete when you were like, ah, okay, yeah, I'm really pumped to go and approach this coach and ask and see if they've got room to take me on. What would you say that first thing was? Well, first of all, you just need to listen to the Eminem podcast and either choose me or AJ. So, you know, problem <laughs> solved. Um, but no, in all seriousness, when I first started off doing bodybuilding and I really needed that focus and things like that, I was so naive into how to find a coach. I literally just put out a little post in a bodybuilding group on oh, Facebook wow. okay. um, and said, I'm interested in doing this. Can anybody recommend a good coach? So it actually came from a recommendation from um, a bodybuilding group Great. as such. Um, so I was recommended to this coach and um, yeah, you know, they were okay. They were okay. They mm. weren't a bodybuilding specialist as such. They were more along the lines of like a body transformation person. So taking somebody from a really, really heavy weight and just making them lose weight. Mm. They didn't know the finer details. They That's didn't the know right? exactly. Those are the negatives. So for me, that particular process didn't work. Then um, I met somebody who I was actually training in the gym and he just came up and spoke to me and said, you know, you've got a great um, a skeleton basically to add some lean tissue muscle onto and get a good frame. And I've never prepped a woman before, so can I prep you? Sure. And I was like, oh, okay. So again, he looked great. The physique looked amazing on him. He had had um, experience in prepping people previously but I was going to be his first woman. Mm. Now, realistically, that should have set off alarm bells because all he did was prep me like a man and just ground me down. I mean, he was a natural athlete anyway, um, but he just ground me down to the point where I literally had nothing left. I mean, Mm. I just ate away my muscle tissue. I was down. It It was the old school method, you know, just keep on taking calories away, keep on adding cardio. I was doing half an hour's worth of fasted, um oh what's that bloody thing called not p90x no 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 the the hit program that everybody does in um ah it'll come back to me but anyway i was doing that fasted like every other morning um and then i was doing fasted weight training as well 
Fuck on the that. other mornings that I was doing it. Oh, insanity. That's what I'm on about. Oh, right. Jesus right? Christ. Yeah. So half an hour to 45 minutes of insanity, fasted um, every other morning, and then obviously fasted weight training. Mm-hmm. So you can imagine how much muscle tissue I just ate up. It was ludicrous. And I looked terrible um, on stage. I really, really did. So after that, and I got the feedback from the judges, I actually got so much hate from people saying that I looked ill and I looked Mm. anorexic and that I needed help and all the rest of it. So after that, I kind of thought, do you know what? I need to really kind of dig into the coaches if I'm going to have a coach Mm. um, and really learn a little bit more about this whole process myself. So that's what I did. Um, Obviously, I've been a a PT for a very, very long time. Sure. Um, but I just delved so much and threw myself into educating myself so much more to the point where I knew so much more about nutrition in the first instance anyway, because I've been anorexic for such a long time. So I knew that what everything was in every amount of food because I was so mentally on board with it. So that's what makes me so good at nutrition yeah. and designing plans that are perfect to the macro. Um, so that was one thing that I had over a lot of coaches then I just started speaking to a lot of people in the industry, just reaching out to them, people like Alan Aragon and Philip Schofield, uh, Philip Schofield, <laughs> Philip Show, <laughs> not him, not Brad, him. Brad Schoenfeld. Brad Schoenfeld, thank you. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> oh, I've been speaking to a puppet master about nutrition and meal timing. <laughs> Fucking hell. Did you um, ask Holly as well? about? Yeah, like, yeah. What, um, <laughs> so, yeah, so I started speaking to lots of people. Um <laughs> And obviously, I, um, I I met you in 2015 as well. So we were yeah. having some back and forths um, and that kind of thing. And anyway, I finished up my competing season. That was when you to... transferred to like If Official Macros. I remember you asking me about flexible dieting back then. Yeah. Yeah, you that was like, way back then, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, you were like, you know, can I do this? And I was like, yeah, you can. Yeah, <laughs> look, I'm eating a Magnum right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, when I decided to switch over to that, it was very interesting because obviously all of the bro science was like, nah, you've got to eat clean. White potatoes are bad. You just have to eat sweet potatoes and you have to only eat broccoli. And yeah, that was ridiculous, wasn't it? No. So when we spoke about if it fits your macros, um, that was quite enlightening. And again, I did a lot more research into it mm. and I just kind of thought, right, I'm going to give it a try. Mm. But um, I automatically reduced my calories by 100 Mm. just to basically assume that because I'm eating junk, it's going to make up for that that kind of that kind of deficit do you know what I mean sure, sure. um but obviously it didn't you know so and that was really enlightening and I understood the the importance of obviously gaining weight um then when I really looked into you know making some good progress in my off season in 2016 um everybody knows that I had um a very well-known named coach um who did teach me the importance of gaining weight in the off season that was extremely important um and that's what and how I chose, and eating enough exactly, mm. um, and what I how I found him was um, he trained in the same gym as I did, and I saw the results that he put on stage, so the results spoke a thousand words more than his processes, and his processes were brutal, mm. like seriously brutal, and the mentality of that is basically how much do you want it. 
if you want it to that degree, you will do anything that you possibly can in order to get there. However, that process was detrimental to my health. Mm. The communication was lacking. There was no kind of personalization. Um, and that's what made me just kind of think, right, do you know what? It's not worth it because yeah. that just isn't the coach for me because I need somebody who's going to be there when I have a little bit of a head wobble. Um, if I can just pick up the phone and text them and say, this is what I need, then that's what I expect my coach to do, you know, yeah. or I'd expect a response as soon as they're available. Yeah. And if I, if I need tweaks because I've injured my arm or whatever like that, or I've had surgery or, you know, what have you, I, I'd need those tweaks on a weekly basis. And if that coach is not willing to do that for you, then in my eyes, you know, that that isn't coaching. Yeah. It really, really isn't. All of my clients, and I'm sure it's the same with you as well, AJ, all of my clients have my personal phone number and all of them are able to WhatsApp me whenever they need to. Yeah. If they're having a head fuck or if they've weighed in that morning and they're six pounds heavier or, you know, it's Christmas and they're like, oh, my God, I'm having a panic about food now and everything else. I have a client. Form speaks, checks, etc. Form checks, yeah. absolutely. Yes, send me a video. Tell me how you're doing this glute bridge because if you're not doing it properly, then you're not activating no the correct yeah. muscle. Yeah. You know, and uh, oh, I did 150 kilo deadlift. No, you didn't. Did you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Show me that video. You know, awesome, but video it next time, and then you see it, and it's like, oh, holy crap! Yeah, take the weight <laughs> off that. Yeah. You know. So, and it, it's that kind of thing that I would really say delve into your coach don't just rush into it and just think right okay I'm going to spend him a load of money because of the simple fact that I've seen this picture that picture this picture have a look at their processes Mm. speak to them I mean my I before I take any client on I will have a half hour to 45 minute conversation with them to ensure that we will work well together um, you know, I'm a very, very dry, sarcastic, funny person to be around. And, and I will write on your training plans, you know, go to failure on this hack squat, hold it in the hole for two, for two seconds, try not to poo. You yeah. know? <laughs> if you're not going to laugh at that, then you're probably not going to enjoy me as a coach. Yeah, because, I'm, you know, I'm because... the same. I wrote on a training program this morning on a drop set, on a leg extension, I just put basically fuck your quads up. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly, right? So you've got to have that. I mean, I love it, absolutely love it when my clients send me pictures of themselves saying, thanks for this, Vic, fucking hate you. And it's like, brilliant, that's amazing. You know, because it makes me feel like that client, I'm never ever going to take that message to heart and say, oh my God, what, you hate me? Uh, You know, I'm going to find that funny as fuck. And if if I can say that to you as well, it's like I had a client today who's lost like another pound this week and that was her goal mm. and she hasn't managed to get below a certain weight in, in like ever, you know, wow. and she did it and two weeks on the trot, she's lost a pound each week. So, you know, I sarcastically replied back to her check-in saying, what, you mean to tell me that you've lost more weight yeah. you know and and again she just replies with this you know lots of emoji funny faces and she's like i know it's a fucking miracle right but it's it's that kind of thing that you want you want that personable relationship with a coach 100%. um and it's it's like it's like you aj you only take on a certain amount of people every month sure. i'm i'm the same i have a cut off limit because as soon as i go over that limit it stops being personable yeah. And that's yeah. what I don't like. The yeah. minute my coaching skills go wayward or I cannot respond to your messages as soon as I can, 
then I know so I've know I've taken on too many clients and then my service goes downhill so I won't do that mm. but but yeah those are my um my tiny m's top tips for choosing a coach apart from listen to the podcast and choose me or AJ because we're awesome yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> I mean I, I think you, you you covered it amazingly I think speaking about your experiences is certainly more beneficial for the listeners purely because you, you've had that experience of, of searching for a coach and trying to get the best one and having yeah. some experiences which uh, you know, are potentially not good, some experiences which are good. I, I think for the most part, every coach that you've worked with has been beneficial in some aspects. Oh, it's yeah, just, I've learned from them. Yeah, 100%. And, and that, that's something you can't take away. Um, but the idea of, of finding someone that you, that you really work well with, I think from what you've learned, sounds like, the relationship that you need to build with a coach is is that one of a relationship. It's actually something that should be, you know, you should feel like you're their friend. You should feel like you can contact them. Um, you know, the, the days of, of contacting a coach and getting this eight-week program and just that's it, gone. Like, yeah. that's not coaching anymore. That's buying a program. It's completely different. Um, Bodybuilding.com. Yeah, you know, the amount of free information that you can get, like, you, you could do that all yourself. You don't necessarily need this this sort of uh, program that you could buy off someone. Um, and this is why it sort of pains me to see when, like, you know, you can tell, like, some Olympia athletes and IFBB pros that, like, you know, they release these things and they're just, uh, you can imagine the influx of people that they're getting and you can imagine the personalization of that program to be very low. You mm. know, the, the the thing that I love about some people, you know, like you see obviously big coaches like uh, Lane Norton, who, who realized that he couldn't coach the world. He released something like Avatar Nutrition, where it's quite clear to see that he's not, it is a personalized approach, um, but it's but it's not him. It's not him anymore. Yeah. It's something completely different. Um, and he's branded himself away from that. And obviously he still coaches, but he, he's able to cap his numbers and keep advertised. Like for me, when I got to the point where I had to cap, start capping my numbers, I looked towards creating a member site where other people that maybe couldn't afford coaching at the moment could still see me and learn from me and ask questions um you know essentially if you're a very clued up member on my site you could just continually ask questions and and coach a lot of coach yourself fairly effectively mm. um you know but with things like contest prep and things like that the the, the coach the, the, the coaching side of things if you can't do it yourself is absolutely essential in my in my eyes you know if i i almost like when i'm sending out welcome packs i'm like I wish I sometimes think to myself, I was like, I wish I could, I wish I could get a welcome pack like this, or I, yeah. I wish, I like, I wish I could contact someone and know that they'd put in this amount of work because there's plenty of coaches that I look at and I've thought about in the past, and I'm like, mm, do I fancy just sort of like working the, with them for a bit to see what it's like and to see what I can learn, and it's something I may well do, but I just feel like I might be just disappointed. Mm. Um, because, you know, me and you put in so much time, so much effort. Uh, you know, I see the responses that your clients give to you. I see the responses that my clients give to me. I, I have, you know, I had a lot of new starters this week. And all the comments have been, you know, this setup process is really, really cool. It's amazing. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's so personalized. You know, you spend so much time on each individual. 
Um, and I think one of the biggest things to, to take away from that point is, is look for a coach that, you know, definitely, definitely has some element of a cap on, on his numbers. Um, I think that, or, or, or her numbers, sorry, uh, his or her <laughs> numbers and look, look at that coach's, um, story. I think looking at their story is a big thing. Yeah, they might not be active on their story, but look at their story for like a week. So yeah. follow them for a week and look at what they do. If you see on their story really like mixed routines and like going out to like the shops every day and eating garbage food and just not doing anything that looks like a schedule and a routine and work. If you look at mine, if you follow mine or Vicky's or Steve at Revive Stronger mm. or Pascal at Revive Stronger, um, if you look at our stories, follow us for a week, guarantee that week will look like ridiculously regimented. And that's because we have a schedule, we have a routine. Yes, we have downtime. You'll see that Vicky has downtime with her little ones like, all the time they go on walks, etc. I have my downtime in the evening with little Dougie. You know, look for like a consistent routine with with downtime included, and then I think you'll probably find a coach that that really does put in the effort. I think that's probably like a tried and true recipe to to really find out what people are doing. If your mm. coach like just puts that whack on their story and like looks like they're not really working at all, yes, they could be working in silence, but. I think if you're an online coach, you usually speak about your work a lot. Um, yeah, definitely. You usually show what you're doing because you're passionate about doing it and you want to show it and you want to share it. Mm. Um, so I think that's really important. Just follow your coach for a bit and get to learn whether you, you feel like you're on a level with them. Mm. Um, and I think that's really good as well because um, the last few I've I've had four new starters um, set up for this week. Amazing. And um, when they came on board with me, I think three out of the four of them actually said, I've been following you for a while now. Yeah, and I love that. And it's like, if you can say that in your email when you come to apply um, for coaching and you say, I've been following you for a while now and I and I like what you do or I enjoy your process or whatever like that, uh-huh. then damn right, I will book in a thing and, and speak to you. However, if you turn around to me and send me a message and say, do you do online coaching? I'm going to be like, okay, so you have no idea or you don't follow me or you don't have an yeah, idea of what I actually I don't, do. don't respond to those messages, Vicky, because no. the, the thing is, if someone asks me whether the, I do coaching, that's it. You're perfectly correct. They don't have a fucking clue who I am. Yeah. Um, they haven't spent one minute, one minute looking mm-hmm. at what I do. The, 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 best, the best people that I've ever taken on board are people that ask literally nothing. Why? Because they, they know me. Yeah. They, they actually know how my coaching works. Um, mm. they, they, the, most of the time, they don't, they don't really ask a price. They just say, have you got space? Yeah. <laughs> um, and that, those are the people that I know I'm going to work really, really well with because they just, they just know it by the book. Exactly. Um, that's, that's another thing, actually. Don't just choose a coach based on their physique. Um, because anybody can get themselves into shape. It's very, very easy for somebody who's in the industry to get themselves into shape. And that's what I found where people were coming to me saying, do you do online coaching? They were literally just having a look at my physique shots on stage. And that's probably the same with you. Yeah, Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, You know, 
And it's like it's like I always say to people when they say you've got a great physique, do you do online coaching? I sometimes reply to them and say, would you trust a man in a white coat and just assume that he's a doctor? <laughs> Can you right? do heart surgery? It's exactly. Like, um, uh, I've had some people contact me. I've had some young guys contact me saying, I want to be WMBF junior champion, world mm. junior champion. I'm like, no, like, yeah, <laughs> no, like you don't understand what 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 that takes. Um, just because I've done it doesn't mean, doesn't mean that I can coach you to do it. It's down to, down to them at the end of the day. It's what I said on my YouTube video the other day. I was like, every, every person that I put on stage this year is a small percentage me, the most part them. If yeah, they, absolutely. if they are, if they are successful, yes, some of the elements of the right nutrition, the right training protocol and the check-ins and all that jazz took them there, but they decided to get there. Um, yeah. And that's why it also fucks me off royally when someone doesn't do well at a show and then people think, ah, okay, well, that coach is crap. No. Yeah. No fucking way. It doesn't necessarily mean that. It mm. could mean that. Could mean that. <laughs> could quite yeah. definitely mean that. If, if, they, if, if, they, if they don't place well and they could have looked 10 times better, some of the coaching elements of that could have a role. But for the most part, it's probably not that. It's probably the client. Um, yeah exactly um, and that's why it's so important you have to if you don't have a coach that you um can be accountable to that's yeah. where you're going to to fall wayward you know you've got to feel like you can be accountable to that person so and that doesn't mean in the things that you do do but it's also in the things that you don't do as well yeah. so like if you don't eat all of your calories one day um you know and you don't say that to your coach and they manipulate your calories or make changes as you know according to your check-in but you haven't eaten all your calories that week and haven't disclosed that that is going to fuck up the process game over yeah yeah, if mm -hmm. your coach thinks that you're eating 3,000 calories a day and you've lost weight and um, because you haven't actually been eating 3,000 calories a day, so they decide to increase it if you're in a gaining phase or whatever, and they, they have no idea where you're at, you know, and you, you've got to stick to it and you've got to adhere to it because you are accountable to the changes that your coach is going to make. So that's really important. You've got, and that I think as well comes down to trust both ways. Yeah. I, I trust every single one of my clients, whether they're a general fat loss client or whether they are a physique athlete, um, you know, in prep for stage, I trust every single one of them. And then when they come back to me and they say, right, well, I haven't lost it. I haven't lost weight this week and I haven't done this this week and blah, blah. And it doesn't quite marry up. I'm going to ask questions and say, well, actually, have you adhered to this? Mm. Let's take a step back. You know, where I had one girl who literally was absolutely adamant. She was sticking to everything that I told her to do and she wasn't losing weight. She was actually gaining weight. Sure. And I said, it's a physical impossibility. It just won't happen. So let's take a step back and let's have a look at everything that you're doing. We found out that she was putting on two tablespoons of mayonnaise oh, on three of her meals. Oh, fuck. Oh, dear. But but didn't actually class it didn't didn't think oh, it's just sauce yeah, it's just yeah sauce. exactly it's got well i see you using condiments Nah, i don't use full fat mayonnaise babe oh, fuck. <laughs> so i mean we did have a giggle about it afterwards you know um and i said if you want to use mayo then you know track it cap it use the lighter than light stuff rather than like the full mm, fat time calories away on that crap <laughs> God oh, damn it. Yeah. So it's it's that kind of thing. And if you actually oh my god, the other one. If you write on your plan, I had a coffee at lunchtime, make sure that it's a black coffee 
or a coffee with some almond milk or coconut milk or whatever or in it like Costa that. Costa Christmas special. Exactly, <laughs> right? Please do not say that you just had a coffee at lunchtime and it is a double mocha chocolate chip frappuccino with whipped cream and a flake. Mate, that is not coffee. Some that meal. is a freaking ice cream sundae, uh. right? And it has got about 600 calories in it. So, yes, that does count towards your intake. Just so, a little. Oh, and all of these beautiful new coffees that like the toffee nut lattes and things like that. Yeah, they're like crap anyway. Calories. You can make you can make you can make a better like protein shake than that. I know, right? Honestly, it's mental, mental stuff. So yeah, but make sure that you can find a coach that you can be accountable to. And if you are gonna have the double mocha frappuccino thing with whipped cream and flakes Sunday, tell your coach that's what you had. Mm, you know, yeah, because honestly. That- yeah, because that could make a really big difference, significant difference on your scale weight big, as well. Big whack in the scale weight, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but even if you counted it in your calories, you know what it's like. It might not make a difference in your weight, but it might make a look in how you look. Yeah, fucking awful would be the look, uh, I reckon. Yeah, exactly. We spoke about this when you were eating a load of junk in your off-season last time, you know, and did like a full-blown, I'm going to have ice cream face, every yeah. night. Yeah, the bloated face, the watery film. A year, a year ago... Today, a memory popped up of me and Luke Johnson on a podcast. I might share oh, right. a bit. Of some, wow, we were both we were both really fat at that point. Yeah, Luke hadn't started dieting yet, and <laughs> by the looks of it, neither had I. No. My face filled the screen. <laughs> I was strong. That's there. amazing. You were definitely living up to your name of Big M. <laughs> mm, I was. I do like feeling strong though, and I certainly, I certainly will be getting there progressively. Um, yeah, because. The the, the, the the progression that I was on a bit of a tangent, but the progress the progression that I've seen in my training recently is reminding me how much I love eating enough. Right. Because like it's it's just it's just like squatting and it feeling really good. You know, I haven't felt like that for like six months. It's ridiculous. Oh, wicked. And actually chasing progression in a session rather than just looking to retain numbers. It's um it's very exciting. It's it's why I love training, to be honest. Um yeah. And it, yeah, so it's fueling me up again. But yeah, I think I think we'll leave it there, guys. Um, mm. I think that's been a good episode. I think we discussed everything we wanted to discuss on the coaching. Um, should we do our usual picture for anyone of that's course. watching on YouTube? All right, right cool. I'm going to give extra points for panda ears. If you can get panda ears in, you get extra points okay. and an M M&M and M badge. And an M M&M and M badge. Okay, cool. Right, M&M three, badge. two, one. Okay, cool. Okay. Amazing. <laughs> That's I want to do it. So if you um, get the panda ears in, please hashtag panda, um, and then yeah, so I'll be able to yeah. see them. <laughs> and uh, remember, guys, if you if you're just listening on the podcast app, sorry about the last time I uploaded it in video format on the SoundCloud, so like it was like a three gigabyte download. <laughs> Whoa, yeah, <laughs> fucked up so many people's phones. Um, so sorry about that. Uh, I will make sure that that doesn't happen again. Uh, yeah, if you are listening, just screenshot the podcast, tag us both in it, tell us what you're doing. Um, tag us in your power lifts if you start doing a power list that'll be really cool start tagging us and we can start getting that rolling for 2018 and yeah um, in the comment section on YouTube if you're if you're listening on YouTube whack in like just one goal that you want to smash in 2018 put it in the comment box on this video and then I want you to check it again we'll ask people to come back and check at the end of 2018 and see if they've crushed it um, That'd be a really good idea, actually. So, yeah, I yeah. like that. If you're on YouTube or if you're on the podcast app and you're like, okay, I can get on a laptop later, just whack it on the comment section and that'll be cool. Um, yeah. Just before so, we wrap up, just so people are aware, have you got any more coaching spaces for this month? Not this month. Next okay. time is Feb. 
Um, okay. So yeah, in terms of in terms of anyone interested for coming on board, if you are looking to prep this year and you're listening to the podcast and you're like, I'd really like to like use Team MBM or AJ, uh, contact me now, like now, yeah. now, and I can make some potential shift shift some things around. Um, but in terms of sort of like off season general coaching, uh, that the next the next ones will be sort of actually mid Feb. Mid Feb, um, mid Feb, yeah. So I'm just sort of uh, cooling off now from the, uh, yeah. from the from the the train of people coming in that starting on the eighth. So that's um, it. Cool. What about so, what about yourself, Vicky? Are you looking to take on board any any more people? Obviously, you've had a your fair train of people come through recently. Yeah, What's I have. I like? have. Um, I have two spaces left for online coaching. That is it. Okay, um, cool. so after that, the next intake will probably be end of Feb, maybe probably beginning of March. Um, but again, if you are looking to prep this year, um then and it, we're talking about obviously later on then please contact me now as well yeah. um because i need to see where your starting point is which is very very important i've got girls who are coming to me saying that they've got a show in 12 weeks and no nah, i just won't take them on yeah, i'm sorry i just won't take you on because i haven't worked with you in the off season i don't know what your body is like i like to have at least three to four or realistically yeah three to four months off season coaching with you so i understand how your body works before we even think about starting prep and if you come to me 12 weeks out from a show thinking that you only have like five pounds to lose yeah. i'm very sorry you are going to be disappointed yeah. so do contact us now in regards to that but yeah like i said two more spaces and then i'm done until the next intake cool wicked all right all right we'll leave it there guys um any questions as usual please ask and uh we'll chat soon we'll see you in the next one cool beans love you love lots. bye love bye. you